Good afternoon and welcome to The Obelisk. Today's guest is Tommy Kerrigan of Tommy's Podcast. It's audio only, you don't have to wave. <laughs> Sorry. I'll still wave. Tommy's got a great podcast called Tommy's Podcast. And uh, I recently found him, like in the last six months, and was super impressed with his, just the amount of content he puts out and the guests he's been getting on, on the show. They're really awesome. You've had some people on there that just like, and I've heard you talk about this too, <clears throat> about uh, how did you get like Malone on and McCullough and all these people. And you, you said you just email them and keep emailing until they say yes. <laughs> Anyway, welcome to the show, and hello, Nish. How are you? Long time no talk. Hi, Jer. Nice to see you. Nice and to Tommy, see you. it's a pleasure to meet you. And well. I just, I actually didn't know who you were, so today I've been listening. So now I'm, I'm uh -oh. tits deep. Tits uh. deep, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard that before, tits deep. Or balls deep. Tits deep. Well, I can't represent in that department, so I decided to go tits. <laughs> I'm tits deep in it. I'm tits deep. <laughs> But my nips are showing, so. <laughs> and they are, they are wonderful nips. I think I saw one once. Oh Gosh. yeah, they, well, there's, they've been in calendars. So this is, this is a great pleasure though. When I did look over, Jerry got very excited. He sent me this. And then one of our audience members said, look at who Jerry's getting on to, you know, this time. And they got very excited. Was it Oswald? So, yeah, it was. Yeah. Oswald got very excited. And so I uh, enjoyed my little listen to you. And I just finished up your latest interview where you're being interviewed. I think it's like two posts ago. Oh, yeah. Any so good? Got, Did you like it? Got some, well, of course, you're charming. And I got, you oh, know, I got the backstory, which is always what I want. Give me the dirt. <laughs> when you said, when you guys said Oswald, I thought you meant like Lee Harvey Oswald. No, it's this guy named Oswald, which is probably not even his real name. So it's not uh, his name, but he is very notorious out yeah, there in the yeah. field. He's like in every chat. He seems to know everyone. <laughs> he's really, he's got some amazing connections too. Yes. He, he's hooked me up with some really great guests on my show. And so it's been, you know, for him to say this, I thought, hmm, because we've had some very well-known people, and I have too. And so for him to pop out of nowhere and say, this Tommy Kerrigan is a, you got, you know, this is exciting. Well, that's fun, that was right? That was good praise, Tommy, from, that's very from Oswald out there. Shout out, Oswald. <laughs> Speaking of, of, of Lee Harvey, I, I actually, like, one degree of separation got in contact with his still-living wife, Marina Oswald, back in, like, February. And she, oh, wow. she, she politely declined, but I want to have her on the podcast. That would have been, that been I might've, I might've just, I might've just closed it down after that. That might've, <laughs> that might've been the apex. Have her well, on here saying, he by, a, by osmosis, <laughs> the uh, wife, right? By yeah. Osmosis. Have you, yeah. you, you know, your tenacity for doing that though, yes, yes, I, you know, <laughs> some, some people call it tenacity. Some people call it stalker some people call it <laughs> some people you know, call it big dick energy some people say it's trespassing you know other people say yeah, why are you in my living room it's you know it's <laughs> i call it persistence <laughs> oh i love how you're so lovely um today because i've listened to you carry on and i really like how much of a sailor you can be as well you've got a good comic aspect to you and i think sometimes it doesn't show enough in the stuff i was looking at today I will try to dial that up more. Mm -hmm. All right. You, you've got mm -hmm. it. 
You know, that's one of the things you were talking about Rogan a lot. And, you know, he's got that that aspect to him. Yeah. Of course, he's a comedian. But yeah, you tried it for six months. I tried comedy and failed terribly at it. <laughs> what, went, I mean, what went wrong, Tommy? I mean, I, the day I signed up to do an open mic in Athens, Georgia, and I showed up and I showed up on the wrong day. <laughs> well, and so I remember just getting drunk at the bar and saying, fuck this. <laughs> that was my foray <laughs> just showing up on the wrong day and then drinking rum in the middle. I remember that night I was so depressed. I was already at the bottom of the barrel and I had spent all this time writing a shitty, I guess, I don't even know a bit, a skit, a, a body of work. It was like 10 minutes and I showed up and they're like, dude, this you're next week. And I was so depressed <laughs> that me and my buddy uh, Kirby just ended up sh getting shit tanked at like two in the afternoon, Athens, Georgia on rum. And I remember we took an Uber to Taco Bell. And this is even before, you know, all this oh, insane inflation. This is in 2016. <laughs> and I remember we and I, I, we went and we spent like $50 at Taco Bell. Oh and I just God. remember eating until I couldn't move, <laughs> thinking that somehow that would alleviate my problems. But instead, I just woke up the next day, still not a comedian, hungover, fat and broke. <laughs> so... <laughs> there's oh, that well see you got a laugh out of me on that i mean yeah. come on now <laughs> i've been to i've been to athens like, once oh yeah in uh like 2003 or four and i i blew glass there oh yeah there was a big glass studio there at uga yeah they have some really cool they actually are or now i was gonna say not uga but some of the stores downtown they actually have some beautiful like independent like uh what they call the water peacemakers yeah. Bog yeah. Makers. yeah yeah it's cool yeah, athens is cool yep i just moved out of That's... georgia actually oh yeah i was there he's for cruising years. ladies down in florida he's look, antiquing now look for that old lady <laughs> pussy <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah one foot in the grave let's go that's right <laughs> that's all right no holds barred charge him by the maybe stroke over the leg charge him by yes. the stroke <laughs> <laughs> anyway Anyway, uh, yeah, so um, I, um, the main questions I wanted to ask you were like, uh, how did you get into podcasting and what were your main areas of interest that drew, drew you into it and who did you pursue first in, in, in that endeavor? Um, I mean, I've always been good at talking to people. I've never really thought twice about it. I mean, as far back as I can remember, you know, like moving around as a kid, just being able to go onto a playground in a new state and just like walking up to people and talking in high school, being able to go into a party and being caught almost like you're almost too stupid to fail, you know, yep. freshman in college, just go walk up, talk to the hottest girl in the room. Doesn't work. Go to the next one, go to the next one. Eventually you start talking, you have fun. Hey, these are my buddies. And then he, that's, uh, I mean, they used to say, Tommy, go, go talk. Just because you just you throw everything at the wall, something sticks. You make somebody laugh, and then you know you join the party, and and then you go in and drink all the alcohol for free. It's the entire thing is a Trojan horse. But like, <laughs> always been able to talk to people. I mean, you know, loved biology in college was pre med, but I, I can see it now in hindsight. Obviously, the most cliche fucking retarded thing, but like, sure. of course, it's all twenty twenty in hindsight. But like, really, always being able to you know, get on a bus on Athens, you know, going to East campus and eight in the morning, no one's else there. And there's like an 80 year old bus driver with like an eye patch and one arm and you just go up to him and you're like, 
So why bus driving? And like 20 minutes later, you're talking about how his dad was like a fucking silver star recipient and you're on Omaha beach and you're going into the intricacies of what led up and why world war one never actually stopped. It just went into world war and just like little shit like, and, but because it's, you never realize how weird your voice is until you hear your voice for the first time. Right. Because you're the only person in the world who is listening from between your ears. Mm -hmm. Everyone else is hearing just the way it bounces around. So you hear a recording of your voice and you're like, who is that fucking retard? But that's just, <laughs> that's the universal response, right? right? Right. It's not, you know, you look in the mirror and you're like, you have one angle that you look at. You're like, I look good here. And then you see like a candid for yourself at a picnic and you're like, oh my God. You got like a dumb <laughs> triple chin. <You're> like, <laughs> and so <laughs> try holography. <laughs> yeah. So I couldn't, I've never known anything but my own mind, obviously. Mm. And I kind of started to pick up like maybe like 2014, like I, I, I can talk, but I didn't know what it was. It was like, is it comedy? Do I want to, then there's the whole existential, like, no, I'm going to be a doctor, blah, 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 blah. But, but it like, it, it popped up in like waves. I remember in like 2015, like, no, like 2013 texting some friends and I was like, we should start like a comedy group. And one of them was like, dude, we just graduated college. We got to go into the real world. I was like, oh, yeah, you're, you're right. I get, I'll just go fuck myself. And then like two years later and just two years of whatever's going on, just, you know, lost a brother's suicide in 2014. So just two years of just unimaginable pain. And then, then it pop up again. It was like 2015. I remember being at a gas station in Georgia, actually going to visit that same guy, Kirby, and like texting a friend. And I was like, we should start a podcast, just us and a couple friends. And somebody was like, yeah, sure. And, you know, me, I take the same kind of energy and dial it up to 11 so, of course, you know, a, a passive, sure, to me, I was like, oh, great, I'll start looking up microphones and cameras, we could do that, and everyone's like, and, and then it's just, I don't know, another couple of years of just pain and terror, and it actually finally, and all the while, there's just a million other things in the background, doing graphic design, trying to do editing and writing, and all, it's really just a blur of years that have just gone by. It was November 2019, and I was with my uh, my cousin up at my aunt's house and we were just sitting around after Thanksgiving dinner and I was sober and he was shit-faced and we were just talking about what if we hijacked a cruise ship and like could you get a cruise ship so big and find a Pacific island so tiny could you actually like destroy an entire island with one <laughs> cruise ship and if not could you just wedge right up onto it like, what if you found one of those uncontacted uh, uh, civilizations? Not civilizations. You know, those like tribesmen out in like the Amazon where they've never fucking seen like a rubber band. We were like, what if you could find like an island, I don't know, 10 by 10 miles, right? They're all out there and just loincloths and doing whatever. And how you would instantly be a god. Because think about it. You ram them with this cruise ship. They don't know what it is. They've never seen anything bigger than a maybe a whale breaching the surface. Mm. And now here's this thing, what, 10 stories tall, quarter mile long. First of all, they're just like, you're a god. You're a UFO landing on the White House lawn. Second of all, they can't reach you. They've never seen anything this tall. It's just a <laughs> sheer metal side because it's all up out of the water. And so you're standing up there on a deck. So you're instantly in your own fort. Like you're there looking down on them. You've got food, 
water. Just pretend it doesn't spoil. You've got generators. You've got doctors. You've got your own band. You've got this whole palace that they can't get into, but you're just looking down at their huts. And I'm, maybe you're crazy and you guys just for sport, you know, shoot them or whatever. I don't know. Maybe you go <laughs> rope down with some guns and you go explore shit. Maybe you take some as like, you know, your concubines. I don't know. Maybe, you know, this is sounding very Viking. Or you bring them back up and you like <laughs> let them see the atrium and the lights. And then you bring them back down just to watch them try to tell their friends about the bullshit they just saw that they don't believe. Because, again, they've never seen a bottle of water or like even a marble. And here you are showing them elevators encased in glass. And then we eventually realized something, someone would pick up on this, right? The owner of the cruise ship line or whatever, they'd wonder why the cruise never like landed in port. And like, there would be dissenters on board and we would kill them. But like, eventually there would be some sort of naval response. And our goal was to just not piss off the U S because that's the only one we were scared of. Aside from that, I don't know, maybe there'd be some like, UN would come in and try to offer supplies and we would just kind of shoot. We know it's all good. Don't worry about it. And eventually we would seek to become our own nation and they would realize that we are too much of a thorn to actually want to deal with and too non-existent of a threat for anyone to have to deal with. And so what would happen is we would just get to live as these alien gods on a pre-made <laughs> fort of steel and you would just i would lie to the people i'd tell them the earth is a rectangle i would I, I would tell them that i am like the angel of light and like just full messianic i'd devolve into my own delusion and he and i were just going on this for like 45 minutes just at least he was drunk i was just sitting there sober and we're going on and on and on about all of this and i forget how it ended i think eventually we believed our own lie and like we became one of them and like i became like a fire god and started a church or something i don't remember but we were just having this conversation now everyone else in the family was watching a movie in the other room like a normal thanksgiving thing but my cousin and i were sprawled out on these couches talking about how we were going to massacre the minds of these innocent uncontacted peoples his fiance silent had been on speakerphone the whole time <laughs> and she finally finished with it and she goes you guys should start a podcast that was funny <laughs> as fuck <laughs> and so my cousin and another cousin who wasn't there but would have been right in on the conversation we all started a podcast a week later called warlords and because we would be warlords and me being the graphic designer i made as i was uh, based off like kim jong-un uh, my cousin who I had the conversation with was based off Gaddafi. <laughs> then my other cousin was based off like Castro. And it just said warlords. And, like we did an episode <laughs> and we tried to rehash that whole conversation. And what a surprise, it never quite has the same magic. Right. And then we uh, came to a sudden problem of putting out a second episode. <laughs> <laughs> Always a problem. Well, our entire thing was predicated upon really some insane shit. So then it was like, we kind of dabbled with some other stuff. We're like, do you think Bob Lazar is telling the truth? And like, okay. And then it came to the whole, like, the shininess of it kind of wore off. And they're like, dude, I got to go to work. Like, you know, or you know, my fiance is mad at me. But there's me living above my parents' garage who's like, no, I want to, <laughs> let's do this. What if we interviewed people about becoming like warlords? What if we could contact the military? And I was like, what if we could get in touch with spec, spec ops guys and ask them like, how feasible would it be to take over an island? And they're like, yeah, you know, maybe we can do an episode like next week. And I was like, no, let's do it like tomorrow. Let's start. And that's like the whole 
it was sort of like reawakening the like the pre-med like work ethic guy instead of like the the five years of just being depressed and drunk and on and on drugs. And so Warlords lasted for like two weeks. And I remember I was like, I really felt like there was something there. Not the whole taking over a cruise ship and like plowing into an island. There's nothing there. Just there's nothing there. No, nobody knock on my door, please. Opposing it or condoning it. But it was the free flow of just letting these ideas take off, not planning them, not having talking points, but just starting with, you know, I bet it's easier to hijack a cruise ship than a plane. Sure. Well, well then what would you do with it? I don't know, crashing into an island. And then it just flourished into me becoming some weird god praised by these people. <laughs> that act was so fun that I was like, I just kind of wanted to keep doing it. There was really no plan past that. I was just like, and then some people didn't want to have that absurd conversation. Well, that's fine because I'm interested in a whole bunch of shit. So I just started talking to people and in the back of my mind in 2011, right when he started is when I started listening to Rogan. A friend of mine linked in like a, a clip of him to me. And I was like, oh, it's a Fear Factor guy. And I just liked it so much. I was like, it's informal. He's swearing, sponsored by the flashlight. Smoking weed. And yeah, there's snowflakes on the screen. And they switch from geopolitical shit to something as absurd as crashing a cruise ship into an island of indigenous peoples. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, he's pretty rich. And then like three months after I started the podcast, <laughs> I'm on like episode 10. He pens a $100 million deal. And I'm like, all right, hold on. <laughs> I'm like, fuck am I doing? <laughs> Trying to <laughs> doing that whole med school bullshit. <laughs> I was like, there's some, but not only that, there's something fun here. And then, Whereas most of the world looks at it as a terrible, terrible thing, and it is to everyone who died and suffered, all of a sudden, guests that I would never be able to get are now all stuck at home in front of their computers because of a pandemic. Now, I'm not celebrating that, but good Lord, when the planets align, like, you better <laughs> right. you better swing. You know, when a fastball is coming down the center, you better swing. That's and I was right. just like, here are all these guys that are just bored out of their minds, just refreshing emails. So I just started emailing them and I started getting guests that I had no fucking right getting. And then it's just kind of been off to the races. I don't know if that answers your question. It's a, it's a lords, cruise ships, Dr. Malone. That's no. TLDR. No, it's great. It's great. I Most of the, so like we started our podcast because there are a ton of people that we've seen on other shows that we wanted to talk to. Yeah. And and that always seems to be some kind of seed in most people when they start their shows. Like, oh, I'd love to... Because invariably you'll find people won't ask the questions that you want them... You, you want to, them to answer. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, well, ask them this, ask them that. And, you know, it's... You know. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, so it's just... That's a great perspective to hear that. And it's... Kind of similar to what we did too. I mean, we we didn't. Well, it was not only the questions, Jer. We just wanted to interact with people that were out there yes. and that were interesting yes. and pushing boundaries or something that made them interesting. And we just wanted to go deeper into it. And then doing the dream and consciousness show that we did, Knox right. Monte, 
we got really into a lot of personal stuff. Yes. And of course, a lot of people wouldn't come on because it was yes. such a, a personal show. You know, you're talking about your dreams and your darkness and all this. And so that's kind of how this spun out of that. Right. We, I think <clears throat> we, we, we kind of hit a wall with people we could invite because people weren't we're wanting to talk about their dreams so much. So we kind of expanded the idea to talk more generally about it, this topic, about any topic. So that's where this show grew out of, which reminds me, <clears throat> this is our fifth anniversary month of the show. Yes. So congratulations. Yay. Five years. Congratulations to you, Jer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Out of Nox Mente, I spun out a whole different, I'm like, this is Fleetwood Mac and I'm Stevie Nicks baby. I got my whole other show. <laughs> I've got two other shows. Mm. But I, do, I do too. I think there is something in there though about like one of my favorite things about the podcast is like it's almost like having like a taxi or something. And you're just driving around like a the big city of Earth. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh dude, yes. look at that guy on the on the sidewalk, man. That guy fucking he worked in a nuclear submarine. I wish I could talk. Oh, wait. You pull over and do you need a ride? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And so to him, he was like, Oh, you're a taxi driver. And you're like, Yeah, 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 sure, whatever. Where you got a guy. I just wanna and so like so many times we'll see an author or just a topic about something. I'll be like, oh, the CIA Stargate project invested <laughs> yes. over a billion dollars into trying to use mind or not not MK Ultra, but to try to use like uh remote viewing remote viewing to find Soviet nuclear sites. Mm -hmm. I was like, God, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. No, the guy who was in charge of it, his name's Dr. Dale Graff. Ah, that's so cool. Oh, wait, he, he's still alive. <laughs> oh, fuck. Why don't I just email him? Like, <laughs> and because there's this kind of ties into what you're just saying, mm -hmm. people maybe not wanting to talk about dreams because it's just a, this swirling shit show of every topic under the sun. It's not like Mr. Graff, would you like to come on and talk about your CIA service? It's like, is this some, um, you guys just checking up on me and make sure I'm staying secret. Instead, <laughs> it's just like, it's everything <laughs> under the sun. And he's just like, sure. I'd love to come on. And I'm like, cool. So like, I got to sit down for two hours with the, the head of the CIA Stargate project. And it's like, Oh, that's cool. And then you just go to the next thing. And then you see someone that, I don't know, paints shoes. And you're like, Let's <laughs> talk about that. Sometimes they suck. Sometimes they're awesome. But have you gotten a lot of haters in the process? Well, I don't know. Because after I was, I was permanently banned from YouTube last August. So, and that's where most people would come. That's also where I got notifications that I got comments. Yeah. Yes. I don't get notifications that I get comments on Rumble. So I don't know. I could have just hordes of haters i i'm just unaware and I, plus uh, well, I that's the thing in the the pod sphere i was just today looking at my show and i had never seen because it's on all the podcast platforms i just looked at apple and i'm like oh my god i've got a hater there <laughs> yeah we have one too on the obelisk if you look someone said we were uh neo-nazi um i forget it was a really horrible review it was, it was terrible, it was but that's what I'm fake. saying. Yeah. When you encounter them, though, Tommy, like, even though it's harder on other platforms, although BitChute is just a wide open field of, of hate in the comment section, though, there's some that seem like they're really, they go for you. Like, you can't shake them. Like, they are definitely on to you. 
for some reason, there's a projection cast on you and they just want to make sure that they're always throwing a little bit of hate your way, no matter what you do. What, what, so what do I do to them? Well, what are your thoughts on that? And have you, have you actually encountered a lot? So no. I heard you say that you, you know, now that you're not on YouTube and on Rumble, you don't get as much contact with that, but I'm sure they're still there. There are still some people this sucks. Stop swearing. Your audio sucks. Your podcast is good. I don't know where. Or I just, it's not that I like or dislike them. I just have like no mental bandwidth. For like I, I got other stuff to do. Like I got to go make dinner, you know? Yes. So it's, it's not even that it's like, fuck the haters. The haters are making me stronger. I'm like an old man. I'm like putting on my glasses. I'm like, who's the hater? What does he want? <laughs> Who is he hating? <laughs> <laughs> like oh well, and most of the time if someone really keeps responding there's uh, I, I just love it it's it's one of two responses you just give them a heart emoji no matter what they say i fucking hate you i hope your family burns in hell just like tri <laughs> triple hearts american flag or they just write a long diatribe don't i don't don't even read a single word of it just say yeah you're probably right <laughs> people don't know what I to do that. when you approach their hate with either love or they're like, I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. And I'm going to pick apart which this is why what Dr. Malone says that and you just let them just give it to y'all. And you go, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Because no one ever says, yeah, you're right. Everyone just yeah. wants to argue. So instead you just go, yeah, you're probably right. And then just don't respond. So to me, oh, it's I get this, curious. This weird, I'm always... It's this weird judo. You just. Yes. Yes. In. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah. I, I, I pay no mind. I... You know, the thing with me, though, is the couple I've encountered, I'm sure there are more, I don't pay attention either. And, uh, but the couple I've encountered that were really insistent, I just started, I'm curious, like, well, what about this content offended you? Or what about, and for God's sake, just, me, me as the person presenting it. Show me on this doll where the show hurt you. Yeah. And so sometimes I get curious and it's amazing. That just actually, for the people I've dealt, done this with, I've actually, they're now like, audience members some of them and it's interesting it's like they just wanted to voice an opinion and they thought whatever was bullshit and um, that's how they feel about it and I'm I'm like okay with it but I do love the love it spitting out the heart with it is hilarious I love that everybody stay love <laughs> yeah it's yeah when I guess to me more than anything if I have to think about it this is, I guess it's kind of flattering the fact that anybody feels any way about me. It's like, Hey, you noticed me. Love well, or how many me. bots are out there? You know, that's another thing. I, that, that's another thing I always think of is like, I refuse to let my blood pressure raise by even one percentile because there's yeah. a chance I'm talking to software. Yes. <laughs> and so I just don't and people. Yeah. People are like this show sucks and you suck. I'm just like noted. The, the photons have left the screen and entered my eye and that's but more than anything people want you they, they don't want you to ask in my mind they don't want you to ask them what part of the show bothered you or why do you think it's this or why do you not you know maybe think that all they want is you to respond they're they're screaming and you're the person on stage and they want you to look at them and say shut up or they want to say look at you and say thank you all they want is for your eyes to meet theirs Yep. Just yeah. don't give it to them. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a matter of, for me, it's a matter of my mood. Like I said, I, I'm not even aware. I've become aware on Twitter uh, that I have quite a few, 
But outside of that, in Only the a few. outer world, yeah. Well, do I have a lot, Jared? No, I well, I might, I might. I, I, my I, show I, is pretty racy as far yeah. as deep content and stuff that people do not want to talk about. I want to talk about, and I so I, I think I did snap once. Did you really? It was like it was like the the anniversary of my brother's suicide is oh is in April, every year and. The eighth year was no easier than the first year. And I always just, right around that time, it's kind of like my menstrual cycle. I'm just pissy. I don't want to talk to anybody. I can never figure out why. I just constantly feel like I stub my toe. Mm-hmm. And I think one morning I woke up and someone commented, like, an overtly, like, obnoxious comment. It was like, I don't know, I think it was probably after I interviewed Dr. McCullough or some other literal fucking genius. And this person's like, uh, this is wrong, and I'll tell you why, because I'm rarely wrong. And I just remember I just responded. And I was like, I was like, you brain dead retard. I was like, I'm gonna buy you like I'm gonna buy you a pet cat and then rape it to death in front of you. Fuck off. <laughs> oh, and one of my friends commented or, or texted me and said, Tom, I think you just put the phone down today. And I was like, Yeah, you're you're right. So like I really it was I really dialed it up to eleven. Maybe that's why I don't give into it. Because I would never do that. I love cats. Yeah. But like yeah. I think that and but the thing is is like you don't feel better after that. It feels like there's toxic sludge in your heart. You're just fucking angry and you know, your friend's like, Hey dude, don't interact. And you're like, oh, well, I did interact and blah blah blah. This is and it's just like, <laughs> Hey man, you stepped in the dog poop, it sucks, <laughs> clean your shoe off and just go about your day. Yeah. And so now I just avoid the dog poop instead yep. of threatening to, to rape and kill an animal. That's the way to go. Because <laughs> you get pulled onto their level and it's, exactly. you know, there's that whole psychic vampire thing going on. Yeah, yeah. Pigs, you know, if, you know, if you're wrestling with a pig, like, pigs like to be wrestling in shit. So now you're just in shit with a pig and yes. it's not unhappy. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting that well the whole idea of it what we do and the the feedback loops because I consider that part of the feedback loops that play on all levels I mean they're playing emotionally psychically mentally you know they're coming at you there's a depth to them there's dimension to them and whether you see it it well if you don't see it you don't see it but if you encounter it then you have the option of what do you do now that you've encountered it and so yeah, those are all, all interesting. I agree with, I just look away mostly, but it is sometimes somebody will say something and it's that wrong day. Yeah. <laughs> like, whoa. Or it's an, in a bad way where I'll take it in and I'll, t- and I'm like, and you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is this, you know, how valid is this? And should I take it in? Like someone that seems actually credible to me. And that can be a weird process to go through. Isn't there that like philosopher quote? It might have been a philosopher. It might have just been some dude 10 years ago. I don't know who it is, but whatever the fuck. It was a quote that was like, if a man walks by you on like a path and strikes you or cuts you with his sword or whatever, he is harming your body. And if you saw him attempting to, you would have, you would avoid it. Yet we let people go by us all day and say things and plant seeds in our mind. And we don't think twice about it. Like, don't let them in. They're coming, someone, some Johnny Appleseed's like, hey, I've got the douchebag self-doubt seed, and I'm going to come put it in your noggin. Fuck out of here. You hit it away. <laughs> and you say, no, fuck off. If I just have walk up with two, walk up to you with a syringe, I'm like, hey, here's, a, here's some Tommy. You'd be like, I'm not Tommy. Get the fuck. 
no, no, it's just my blood. Let me give it to you. Like, no, fuck off. Like, <laughs> so when I, that's, I kind of don't even look at comments most time. One, because I, I just don't get the notification. So I'm like, well, they're not there. It's just, you know, it's more like a Schrodinger's thing. I'm like, if I don't see them, they don't exist. Mm-hmm. But when people are like, let me tell you why this podcast, I'm like, I just, bloop, next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just don't, I don't give a shit. Um, but there's a, there's a goose outside of my apartment. I'm going to go talk to the goose. The goose doesn't get angry. I mean, I give it bread. It likes me. Well, you know, Tommy, one of the things I enjoyed when I was deep diving you today, tits deep, is <laughs> that um, you do play devil's advocate. And I think that that's such a beautiful gift to a good conversation. And the way you do it, you have a, a real style about it. And, you know, that can feed this kind of energy too, because a lot of people really don't, for some reason, have a sensor within them that allows them to realize that you are playing devil's advocate. Now you will say it straight up, but also sometimes they lose sight of the fact that you are trying to deepen the conversation and go to a place that actually has, has something to, to gain to be gained for yeah. everyone, you know, as far as rounding it out and this can be tricky territory. It's a place I like to be as well. Yeah, because, well, one, it's just good exercise of the mind. And two, you might take devil's advocate, and all that does is reinforce the original thought. You might be like, oh, no. No, you are correct, because I'm looking at it from this angle, too, and it's still fucked. Like, but more than anything, to me, it's it's... I take it in conversation, but specifically I play devil's advocate on the podcast because if we're all just agreeing, why the fuck are we recording? We could just put out a thesis. We could just put the title. <laughs> if we all sat here for an hour, it's just like, yeah, man, I love the color blue. Woo, how about that blue? It's a man. It's a, I looked outside. The sky was blue. I like that. <laughs> you could just save everyone some goddamn time and just write the title. We all agree. Blue's good. But if you from the vacuum, yeah. <laughs> but if you're gonna record it and put it up as a piece of content for people to watch, then at the very least, aside from the fact it keeps you intellectually nimble, limber, limber. Yeah, someone's like, I like blue. I'd be like, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and disagree with you and say blue is the incarnation of the devil, and it personally cut my dick off. What do you have to say now? <laughs> and so. And the thing is that you can't even have to, it, it almost is like a, like a little kid. It's like, it's like your, it's like your, your parents are like, they're holding you in the shallow end. They're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let go. And you're going to come and kick to me. You're going to swim. Are you ready? And you're like, I'm ready. They're not going to do it without your permission. Like, all right, I'm going to let go. And you're going to, you're probably going to sink a little bit, but you're going to kick to me. All right. And I'm right here. Okay. Okay, I'm right here. Okay, you let go, and the kid goes under and starts crying. And why did you do that to me? And you're like, "What the fuck? I just, I just told you what we were doing." To me, it's the most absurd thing that I'll be like, "All right, you know, it's implied. We're on this podcast that you, the person, have agreed to come on the podcast. We have established through one or several minutes now that this is a conversation. It's fun. We're laid back. We're doing whatever. You just posited point A." about nothing in particular, maybe a style of weightlifting, how, how long grass should be, whatever. I'm going to play devil's advocate. 
That's the, I'm going to put you in the water and you swim to me. Devil's advocate, maybe this person is a good president, or maybe they're not. Or maybe, and they're just like, well, I don't even know why you would bring that up because that clearly doesn't, it's like, uh, what the fuck? So that's kind of why I like doing it is like just to train people, I guess, to open their own mind. And it, cause it's, you open your mind to playing devil's advocate and you will stu- you will learn more than you've ever learned before. I like playing Grand Theft Auto 5 a lot. It's a fuck. I haven't played it in a while because it's been a decade since they made it. But you drive around all the time and it's fucking great. And you have your little mini map and you're seeing where you're going and you're driving around. And when you have five stars, you can see where the cops are on the mini map. You're like, there they are. There they are. If you ever want a new game without changing a thing, just turn off the mini map. And all of a sudden you find yourself looking to the corner and there's nothing in the corner. And now for the first time you're taking in the game, you're like, oh, fuck, I got to find a driveway to turn into. The cops are coming. You discover a whole new game and then you want to go another level, turn it on first person. And now you're like, oh, I can't see the whole car. Now I just see. And you turn off the mini map. It is an entirely new game, but it's the same fucking game. But it might as well be a new triple A billion dollar video game. So you can take the same everyday conversation. I like blue. Yeah, me too. Yeah, blue's good. And you can just create a whole new thing by going, blue sucks. Actually, the color blue is responsible for 9-11. And just seeing how people <laughs> kind of short circuit. But some people will actually will pick up on it and they'll play too. Yes. They'll be, they'll be like, I think blue is responsible for 9-11. And I think they were in the right. And you're like, oh, touche. <laughs> like, you know, and then you're just, so what's the point of it? I don't fucking know. After a while, you get bored of Earth. You might as well play games with each other's minds. Sorry for that. Sorry for that rant. That's a great analogy for life too, especially the Grand Theft Auto bit where you just, you all of a sudden get behind the eyes in first person when you've been using the mini map, when you've been using the omniscient viewpoint and all this, it, it changes everything. And that is life as well. And that's how we can switch it up. You can only run over so many hookers. Exactly. Yeah. How many? All those working girls. How many times are you going to take the tank and drive over everyone at Venice Beach? Exactly. It loses its luster. Eventually, you got to do it in first person. (laughs) You got to get. You know what? (laughs) You got to do it for reals. Yeah. (laughs) Eventually, you got to. Eventually, you got to fucking stop doing the podcast and find your balls. Go buy a tank, son. Full disclosure: I'm not calling for violence. Fuck you. But you know that 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 sentiment applies to almost everything, though. You know, yeah. if you do it enough, it just gets boring. Yeah, what's the, what's the point? Yep. It's like... Well, it's mastery like, is kind of the point. You mastered this and you get, you know, it's the same old, same old. And then you, you know, you start through what you were saying, deducing to get down into the real first person. Um, but you could do it opposite of that, too. There's so many different ways. And that is what makes it a great analogy for life. You know, ultimately... The idea of being, um, I don't know, repetitious and bored is, uh, it has its place and it serves well, but it can also become a closed room where there is nothing in it at all. So not to be Zen on that, but it it is something about being curious and seeking to learn more about something or 
finding another vantage point to explore. I have personally found that there is nothing, everything has so much depth. It seems like the more, including life, especially the whole point of life, the more you peel back layers, it just becomes more mysterious. The more hardships you go through, it just becomes more mysterious and interesting and strange and weird. And this journey is, uh, you know, I mean, philosophy is born out of what is going on. And I I like that. I like that land to talk with people on that is fertile land because I don't have to prove to you why I'm feeling this way about something. I just want to say, what if, what if, what if, and that can lead us to really great territory. It's like war gaming. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like the purpose of the video game is to play what if yes you're not you know it's it's you're not saying hey let's go get in my car and go run over some kids at a bus stop you're going in this video game what if i took this dump truck lit it on fire and drove over some people at a bus stop and you go well why would we do that i mean the best selling game of all time grand theft auto 5 is it is it an imaginary world is it wizards and dragons and no it's a replica of our reality <laughs> the best selling fantasy escape simulator in the world drum roll is a replica of ours surpassing great gta 4 because this one's even more realistic and gta 6 will be even more realistic so the idea that none of us like like the the concept of what if a billion dollar industry is based on having something on your screen where it's just a what it's what if five Mm -hmm. like all right well i've got this car here's a beach i'm going to shoot this person in the head and then i'm going to dress up as a clown and run to a police station with a flamethrower yeah that was fun (laughs) let's try it again (laughs) so to me that's what devil's advocate is this is just it's just what if it's just it's not a video game but it's still not real it's just what if you know, I'm going to go to Walmart after this and get some chicken. What if I didn't wear pants? Like, <laughs> I'm obviously, right go- I'm obviously, I know, right? Obviously, I'm <laughs> going to. But to me, it's just like a, it's like a video game in real life. So in a conversation, someone's like, I like this candidate. They seem good. I'm like, yeah, but what if they strapped a bomb to themselves and caused nuclear war with China? <laughs> and it's just like, what? And I'm just, I'm just at, like, just asking, what if? Like, what do you do if the president uses the emergency broadcast system to send out a picture of his dick? Like, <laughs> what if? What if, I mean, Hunter, want what if Hunter Biden did that? What if Hunter Biden did? Oh, but wait, that's what I'm not did. saying. He did. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying that you, <laughs> but it's, it is a what if. Cause I mean, otherwise, I mean, what? We're just kind of, we're just sitting here on this rock. There's the sun out. Our bodies are just slowly dying over decades and it's all beautiful. I love it. But I mean, when you're when you're sitting around on a back porch smoking some weed and drinking, like the best conversations are the ones that just sort of float off into just it's like playing pass without actually playing football. You know, you're just kind of leaning back and throwing a ball back to one another. You're like, what if you took your pants off and went to Walmart? Like, like <laughs> when what if I didn't? And what if I took mine off and you didn't want me to take them off? And like, and there we go. There's a whole nother thing. What if we went to Walmart? And no one had pants on. And now we feel peer pressure to take ours off. And then it's not taboo anymore. And it's not cool anymore. It's no longer hardcore to have your pants off. The new hardcore would be to wear pants. 
Yes. Well, that's what's happened with tattooing. Exactly. Yes. But even, <laughs> but even all this is just like everything this conversation is, is kind of in a nutshell why I made the podcast. Yes. So I'm going to have these conversations and I see Joe Rogan making a living. Why can't I turn on a camera and do the exact same goddamn thing? Because it's a lot easier than getting into medical school. And it's yeah. a lot more fun. Yeah. And a lot well, less drive. You know, it's your drive though and your desire and, and which you clearly have. And in the in the last interview I listened to, I mean, that was one of the things you were talking about was when you when you hunker down and focus on something, you're you're OCD about it. I mean, the the whole trajectory. And I certainly welcome people to listen to, I think it's the second of last post you made but it gets into your your origin story and i was just so impressed with how you go full on it seems like just looking at you and listening to you it seems like you have a lot of fire in your chart but also a lot of earth in your natal chart so i don't know what that is in your chart but there's something in you that has a sense of determination a sense of fate and a sense a real drive and it feels like there's a lot of depth in there through sorrow as well and I think for me as a person that likes to talk to people I like this kind of a mix where I really do believe we need the grit to push us into new land new territory on all the levels you know beyond physical, spiritual, emotional, all this stuff, psychically. And it's the grit. And one of the things in your story that I gathered is there has been a lot of grit it, down to your brother that you were talking about and uh, all this stuff. And so you've turned that into something that works for you. And you appear to be at this point, at least somebody that is happy with the trajectory you have chosen for yourself and you seem like you have a target in mind. I've, I was just talking with, with uh, my aunt up at a uh, lake house for 4th of July. And I was telling her that it's, I'm having the most fun I've ever had in my life. Despite going to the university of Georgia, the number one party school in the nation, even though I was a fucking a pre-med who never left his room, but still, I mean, 30,000 beautiful girls in Georgia. Dude, I'm having more fun doing this. I'm having more fun in an air-conditioned uh, apartment yelling at a camera. <laughs> yes. It's the most It's the most fulfilling I've ever, thing I've ever had. It's the most challenging. I mean, med school is hard, but it was, really, it was hard in just terms of like rote memorization. This is hard in that like there is no, you don't pick up like, all right, now we're on uh, podcasting semester three. Now this is where... You don't know how it works. You go, how do I get it to there? I don't fucking know how I get it. Like, how how do you get on Dr. Malone? Well, I suppose we'll just start with an email and it works. <laughs> and it's like the entire thing is just like this. It's a video game with no tutorial. No one's no one's beat it. No one's yeah. played the one you're playing. Yeah. There's no tips. You don't know what the bounds are. You're like, can I get away with driving a car through people in Venice Beach? Like, I don't, I don't, <laughs> right? You're tiptoeing around. You're like, you're pushing the limits, but you're also like trying not to fuck it up. All the while, you're also kind of like laughing your ass off and you're learning new things. And it, 
it forces you to be humble because everything you're saying is entombed eternally on these videos floating around the internet that I couldn't take down if I wanted to. So that doesn't mean that you stick to your position to save face. It just means you got to, when you change your mind, you go, oh, I changed my mind. And I will, somebody will bring up this clip one day and I will laugh at it. I'll be forced to laugh at it because I can't hide it. So there's nothing left to do, but grow with it. And then that allows you to see in everybody else. Oh, there are a bunch of people walking around who are also maybe a little subconscious about how they've changed their mind over the years. And I have to extend to them the same empathy I need them to extend to me. So when I'm like, you see this video back in 2022, when I was joking about buying a guy a cat and raping it to death, it, it, you guys are taking it out of context, (laughs) you know, your honor, like, or whoever it is. So like it, 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 everything it does for me, it also reflects back out. It's really forced me to, see everyone as these weird changing whirlpools of time and circumstance. And if I can be empathetic to myself and be like, well, you were different. That was two years ago. That was one year ago. You were still above your parents' garage or that's before you were banned from YouTube or that's And I give myself so much leeway. I'm like, you're growing here and you're, that was a bad day. You then can't help but go, Oh, I bet my mailman's also going, my mailman's also at the center of his own story. Like right now, it's like, this is the most recent thing. This is episode 859. It is the apex of this entire saga. But every person I see at Walmart, pants or not, they are at the most (laughs) recent chapter of their story. And how many of them have just changed wildly? And I don't know, offer them sympathy and empathy. And if they don't offer it back, then just... You know, don't let them plant the seed of negativity in your head. Just yes. kind of judo away. Yeah. Absolutely. Jerry, you look like you're in the talk. I have lots of questions that are like completely unrelated to this discussion, so I've been shutting up. Oh, well, uh, take, I'm a, sorry. take a left turn. <laughs> left turn. So you recently had uh, Leo Zagami on again. Yeah. Which it was a great interview, I thought. Um, oh, let's. I'll get back to Leo because that's more deeper conversation. My my other question is, what did you think about Micah Dank's stuff? I liked him. Yeah, I thought it was fascinating. Yeah, I don't know shit about astrology or or zodiac signs. Mm-hmm. I, I I never have. I don't I don't look down on it. I've just never known anything about it. I thought it was fascinating. I have no way to prove if it's real. What but I thought it was. That's a guy that can fill an hour, and I like yeah, absolutely with with a, with a presentation with a PowerPoint with, with a chart. Yeah, you <laughs> rip, rip, ripping cigarettes. Tom, fuck it. I mean, yeah. plug again, and play again. I'm either doing this in like the back of a shitty bar, or fuck it, let's do it on my camera. I love he's a he's a nice guy. He's respectable. Yeah. He showed up on time. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'll have him on again. Oh, yeah, yeah. he's great. We've had him on twice on our show. Yeah. I mean, we love him. I just, yeah. I was curious. I didn't. I haven't listened to your show with him yet. I was just curious what your take was on. No, nah, I liked it. That's cool. Again, devil's advocate. I, I, whatever. On that note, though, what is your sun sign? I have no idea. What's your what? birthday? August seventh. So uh, you're Leo, right? Isn't that's Leo? I don't know. When that I told you, to I, when I told you, I don't know it. I wasn't. That was not a bluff. I I don't know anything about this. Well, I just wanted to get context there since we were talking about that. Jer, back to you. He's a Leo. Yeah, a Leo. if it's the beginning of August, yeah, it's coming around the corner. You're going to be 32. 
It is. Here it comes. We're getting into the 30s now. Are you going to be 32 in August? I am. Mm-hmm. I told you, I did a deep dive. <laughs> I'm like, I have no I'm, idea how old you are. Of, and they're like, you're going to be 32, and this is your address. I'd be like, all right, fuckers. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> um, no, trust me. I deal with that. You no, have no idea. It's, oh, my uh, God. I would say it's starting around my 30th birthday, so August 2020. Like the uh starting 2021 so like 30 and a half have been the my 30s have been the best years of my life hands down right out of your saturn return right in your saturn return you got he started this basically right and that's why this this all worked and this is all over your head so saturn has a 29 year cycle yeah. So when you're born, it's at one point, and then when you're 29, it's back. It comes, it returns back to its position when you were born, and it's usually that, a time of strife in your life. Well, no, it's not. If you're not on the right path can, that you can, should be on, be. Yes. yeah, for you, for you, because the Saturn just comes in and says, "Look at this room. Your bed's a mess. There's, yeah, there's, you know, who's the person in it? And then look at this mess over here and that. You've got someone. Your mother's coming over. You got to clean this room. That's Saturn, and it gets you into. Uh, usually, it'll get you in shape to move forward and do what you need to do. But there is that twenty-seven club. You know this with the stars. Yes. Yeah, right. that's a, that's totally associated with the Saturn yeah. return. Hundred percent. That's a good rabbit hole for you to go down. But Jerry, I don't want to take up. I know you wanted to get to the Leo Zagami stuff. Yeah, the thing, the interesting thing I heard him say, which I've never heard him say before, and I've listened to a lot of his shit, was how meditation is evil. I don't and think... I know, yeah, not evil per se, but can be uh, inviting to entities, that kind of thing. He, how I internalized it was. And I think it probably makes sense is that it, like anything, it's double-edged. Yes. We split an atom and we vaporized 150,000 people in Hiroshima. Did we? We, we can also run an engine with, or want to run a power plant with a byproduct of steam and provide lights for school children in hospitals. Mm-hmm. What do you do with the splitting atom? Right. It's the same thing. I have... I can do this podcast and scream hate and racist shit and dox people and incite violence, or I can sit here and laugh. So when he, to me, if anything, that seems like a realization that I probably would have had in time on my own, not to be like, Oh, I would have figured that out. But like, yeah, no, it's anything seems to just be an acceleration or an expansion of love and or fear so when you go into this meditative state, I use it and it brings me gratitude. It opens my heart, makes me just randomly reach out to people I haven't talked to in a while. Makes yes. me see where they're coming. Hey man, what's going on? I know you're hurting or what's going on. I just wanted to let you know I love you. Or even in my own, I'm like, hey, what that person did to you wasn't personal. Or hey, this person that was personal, but you know what? One day they're going to look back and they're going to change and that way they can be better to their future people. And how many people have I hurt in the past that now I don't hurt people like that anymore, but it's only because I've been the person that does the hurting and, you know, be grateful for the fact that you exist and just keep working, pushing forward, better things come. I would imagine that 
you could also probably go into that mindset and be like, how do I crush my opponents? What do I need to do? Do I need to sacrifice something innocent and wear a goat head? <laughs> Maybe I don't see it because I'm like, that's just, I just wouldn't do that. You know, it's like right, right. none of us actively think about getting in the tank and driving through Venice beach on a video game. Sure. Right. But there is someone out there that's like, what if we could get a tank? And you're like, <laughs> and you're like, what? Like, what if we could get a tank and we got it up and running? You're like, I don't know, Bob. I don't want a tank. <laughs> this is a video game. So to me, I'm, I'm sure there are sick fucks that go into that mindset. And they're like, how can I summon darkness? Mm. But to me. Oh, there's definitely people like that. Absolutely. Now. I mean, the, the occult is, it's a thing for a reason. Yes. But to me, I also think that free will comes into all of it. Mm -hmm. I think you have to accept it in. And also, it's kind of like what Buddha said. Like, don't trust anyone, even myself. Base everything upon your observation. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a doctor giving me advice or whether it's a feeling I get during meditation. If deep down, I think it's the wrong thing and I don't think it's going to lead to more love in myself or others. Fuck out of here. So I don't know, maybe, maybe this is going to be a great, maybe someone just tunes in right now, as I'm saying, maybe <laughs> demons do visit me during meditation, <laughs> but like, maybe they do. I don't know, fuck out of here. I think a lot of people would argue that demons aren't really necessarily all bad. No, I, I wouldn't, but some will. And, well, it's and that whole thing, Jer, the demon becomes the angel. It depends right, on your right, perspective right. Depends and your perspective, what you need exactly. at that time. Personally, I think the demons are working with God because they scare people into heaven. It's a it's a business scam. Yeah, yeah same appearance. with angels. Same with angels. They're, yeah. Well, we. So that's good. That's good to know. And I wasn't suggesting he was wrong or right. I was just curious no, what, no, no, what your course. take on it was. Uh, you know, I, I love Leo. I love his perspective. And Leo's a gummy. We had him booked once, and he blew us off. So no. <laughs> it was kind of sad. Oh. Just keep emailing him. He he shows up when he shows up. It was for our dream show, so that scared a lot of people off. Yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, what else did I want to ask you? So shifting gears into uh, like the uh, the pandemic stuff, you've had a ton of people on. Really interesting people that I follow, which is great. Like Malone and McCullough and Jessica Rose is awesome. I love her, and you, you seem to have her. a really good rapport with her. Um, what? revelations have you had in interviewing these people about what's been going on if any um again like meditation duality mm -hmm. it's it's peeled my eyes back to just how corrupt and rotten the quote-unquote system trademark is not just american and not just currently about how collusion between like Pfizer and Johnson and Johnson and the, it, this probably isn't COVID particular. We're probably seeing it for the first time. It's probably right. been there forever. So the depth of the evil, and you know that there are like you know that there are there are damages from these things, and you know there are people in oh, their twenties yeah. dropping dead, and they're so it's really peeled my eyes back to just the raw terror of it, and. It's also kind of opened my eyes to just how steadfast these doctors are when they're like, hey, first do no harm. They don't give a shit. They don't give a fuck that Pfizer could have a mercenary wipe them out tomorrow. They're just like, this isn't right. This is 
these are the facts. Trust the science. This is the science. Right. It's so again, yes. it's duality. I've, it's really seen the show me like the the black clawed like cloven hoof monster side of people, and it's also shown me these these doctors with just scrubbing the halos, just doing the right thing. That that would be my big, and I know that has nothing to do with COVID, but I mean it's more so like I'm looking at the meta themes, like so really the good the the the. The cream has risen to the top on this issue kind of thing. There are limitless depths to this ocean, and there's also no ceiling on how high like the clouds go. Yeah. It's it's an infinite spectrum of evil and good. Lots yes. of monsters this in the water. Herbie monsters. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> cool. Yeah. It's well, it's been an it's been very polarizing and one of the things, and I think it was through this period that I really learned a lot about people that I thought I knew really well. And that has been one of the sobering things for me. People that I thought were really uh, mentally astute and questioning things and, uh, you know, not maybe not to the level I do where I want to know you know, this is what and exactly what's in it and they won't tell us what's in it. And then these people get these vials and they have all this, uh, this stuff's in it. It's all bad prions alone and all that stuff that was going through my head. And then to find myself encountering people that are just absolutely brilliant falling in suit for, you know, as you were saying, the science and yeah. for Dr. Faust's deal. And it is... <laughs> It's been a process of, okay, well, for me, it's been a process of, it's always all right to let people go, but it's a process of, wow, people that I expect to actually question something so crazy as this have not and went ahead with it. And now most of those people have some sort of weirdness going on, you know, there's, and I can slowly see this happening with some of some of the people I know that perhaps got bad batches, I don't know, but they're, I'm noticing a diminishing and it's made me quite sad. And for one reason or another, it has been a gift collectively because now we see what everyone's made of because the whole thing has been contents under pressure. Mm -hmm. We get to see how those around us, not to mention the collective at large are responding to this kind of pressure and the choices they're making and how they are choosing to interact with people that aren't making the choices they're making. The vitriol has just been unbelievable. Yeah. I, uh, I no longer look at like textbooks and go, how did world war two happen? I just don't understand. <laughs> right, now, I now go, Oh, Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Of course they did. <laughs> A fucking how do they just let people be segregated and then given stars of david and herded it onto trains now i'm like oh no they just did it slower than we did yes yes mm. yeah now you it's, can see how the social engineering really does work with all the propaganda but, and everything but what that also does is then it also kind of makes you empathetic you go oh we can't just look back at them and go how did they let this happen you go oh right. it's there was probably a lot of people who didn't have podcasts who were like Yo, does anybody else think it's fucking weird that they're just grinding up juice? 
Like I, I don't fucking and and everyone's armed to the teeth and they're saying it's for the state and you're like, all right, I'm just gonna, you know, the best thing you can do is just bail out and go to America. You're like, you just kind of makes you a little more empathetic. You're like, oh, they didn't have a podcast. They couldn't just email other world leaders. They're just like, all you really could do is run. Yeah. You know. Yes. Yeah, that's and that's a a good way. That's a good macro way to view it too. One of the things that I found really. Um, profound in this process is going through school and reading the narratives of the winners and uh, and then having everyone so in such a coy state or in such a flippant state say, well, you know, if this happened now, I would never blah, blah, blah. All those platitudes. That, I would have fought against the Nazis with my bare hands. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All, all of that. And then it comes down to our time. With and this then they're like, give me another similar. booster right in the throat, daddy. <laughs> All right. No, another daddy. I'm not done. But it it, it really does bring the rubber to the road. And 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 basically all those people that I knew that were always really self. Engranding or I don't even know how to I don't know how to say this in a nice way, but that were just very vocal about not having those narratives in the past and then here we are with this and they all lined right up and they're all just listening and going down the path that they're told to go down by these people with no hard science behind them but they're in the name of science and uh and then all these questionable organizations around this pfizer's questionable sorry moderna's questionable sorry dr faust his colleagues in the 80s wanted to have him tried for in the 90s Hmm. wanted to have him tried for yeah you know humanity crimes against humanity then and and here we are and this man's running the show like that kind of stuff has been so eye-opening for me because the people that were questioning or being wild and rebellious in my youth and standing up against everything so many of them just laid down and went with it and then and sobering that's sobering the 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 other interesting aspect of that is like the whole roe versus wade getting overturned recently and the the screams from the left about my body my choice but then when you ask them what about vaccine mandates oh well that's different and then the inverse as well yeah the people going how about my body my choice now and they're yes. like well but but now you're saying no the government can tell you that you can't do that with your body yeah. It's both sides are going, ha! I know. <laughs> They're pointing at each other. They're like, <laughs> it's like yeah. Spider Man. That's Spider Man meme. Yeah, right? It's exactly that. Oh, so you're for my body, my choice when it comes to uh, pre- uh, abortions, but not vaccine mandates and the vice versa. And it's like, well, no, not for me, vaccine mandates, but the government. And it's like, <laughs> it's, it's one or the other. And I lean towards just government fuck off. Yeah, me too. I don't know. I don't know. And if you're not that way, I guess just own it. Be like, full on, govern me, daddy. Yeah, like tell me, yep. and that, hey, just understand who you are. Maybe that's an exp- exploration of your own soul, and it turns out that you just want to be like beat up by a woman in bed, and it has nothing to do with fascism. You're like, oh, I just I like to submit. It's a soulful. Yes. Go yeah. inside, find it's that. Your, just don't your fetish. Just don't just expect don't, validation or praise for it. Just be, yeah, just don't expect it. validation or praise. Yeah, if you if you put a leather mask on and say I fucking identify as a greyhound, that's wonderful. If you do it in your children. Yeah. Fuck yep. off. This is a different thing. That's get... part of what's sick about all this too is the kids. 
yeah no that's yeah. that's the perversion of the 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 innocence is that's mm-hmm. it should be everyone hands off you yeah. let them become an adult and when they're 18 you choose what you want to do yeah yep and and this is a sad thing you know it's interesting also what you're saying is ultimately for me i don't i'm i i try to not be very judgmental about stuff. If you want to choose to do that, that's your choice. I'm like one of these kind of freedom people. Make yeah, your choices. Do whatever you want. Yeah. And so, you know, rock your world. But, and I have not come at anyone around me with vitriol about their stance, whether it's talking about Russia or getting juiced or any of this stuff. I, I respect your opinion to, be have your opinion and all that but what i've noticed is there's so much of a gang mentality with some of this stuff that if you're not on their side then you are literally shite you're the shite of the earth and and that's it and so it's like they don't want you to have a middle stance where you are allowed to have your opinion and also speak freely yeah yeah but even then, I kind of think this is all just a. I think this is just like a learning simulation. Yes, I really 100%, 100% do. Hundred percent. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're building pyramids or exploring the stars. Like it's the same things. Is I mean, what even we're talking about bodily autonomy. You know, agree to disagree. Uh, do unto others as you'd like to have done to yourself. You know, be you know, give others the love that you give yourself. The, all these things transcend from whether we're using like a, a warp drive or, or whether we're, you know, in the, the Pinta or the Nina or the Santa Maria or whatever the fuck. It's all the same. It's all the same things. Whether you're, you're donating money in, in, in industrial revolution Europe or whether you're, you know, Venmoing $20 to a guy who has a Baxter, it's still charity. I think all of this is so be it rounding up Jews and or being it give everyone the the Pfizer shots or it's it's all we're all just it's the same goddamn thing that will just echo for eternity until I think you just graduate individually. I don't think it's like a whole thing where the whole earth enlightens or the whole universe enlightens. I think I think you probably go through it as many times as you need to until you figure it out. And then you just get to age out and just be like, peace, just you get to leave until whatever the next biggest one is. I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. And, and there are so many different perspectives on that, that you can't ever decide. And, and it's something we'll never know. Well, that's <laughs> the beauty. So then yeah. you have to go, well, I will never know. So how do I hedge my bet? It really, you just do on just like what's if, if nothing matters, if truly nothing matters, and there's no way to prove that there's any physical end to the universe, that there is ever a beginning of time or an end, that we're ever going to find the smallest vibrational string at the Planck scale or up to the meta firmament scale. Mm-hmm. If nothing matters, I, I don't know, just be cool. If nothing else matters, just kind of be cool to each other. Yeah. I think it's the simplest thing. It's what I wrote about. By the way, I, I got to run in like in like 10, 15 minutes. Okay, yeah, yeah, I was going to say we could wrap it something. I was going to, it's, it's what I wrote about in my personal statement to get into medical school was I, like the night before I got way too high and I thought this was going to be brilliant to write about. And I guess it worked because <laughs> I got into med school, but it was, 
I mean, if we really break down the reality we know into its two most basic constituents, it's matter and not energy, because that's, again, it's kind of a form of E equals MC squared. So right, matter right, is energy. Form, form of matter. It's, it's the stuff, and it's the I experiencing it. So, yes. Cool. All right. So we've now limited down to the two slices that can't be simplified further. Okay. What is the simplest, most boiled down law across all science? Biology, physiology, molecular biology, chemistry, climatology, astrophysics. Conservation of energy. What goes around comes around. Yeah. Nothing can be created or destroyed. Right. Equal and opposite reactions. It's the basis of it all. Cool. Let's take that consciousness one. We could call the sciences of it instead of physics and chemistry. We got Buddhism and Catholicism and fucking Zoroasterism and all that stuff. If you really, you know, they all have the story of the flood. What's really the thing you boiled down from all of them? And it's do unto others as you'd like to have done to yourself. If you if you're gonna if you're gonna fucking fail the rest of the test, that's fine. Do unto others as you'd have done to yourself. Which also sounds an awful lot like for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Mm -hmm. So that's what I've boiled down in my life is all of existence is that and that which I experience. And the core building blocks of both of those seem to be what goes up must come down. So if it's all me and I want to have a good time, I'm going to put out good love so I can get it back. That's really all I've that as much as I'm a fucking weird hairless chimp walking around on a rock floating around a star and not understanding how anything works. What I have gathered from my limited observations is what you poke gets poked back at you. So put the good poke out and the good poke comes back. No, no, no. Or not, or I'm wrong. I don't fucking know. (laughs) Oh, amen. That's, Oh yeah, I'm I'm with it, and you know this is um, this is kind of how it always boils down for me as well, and that's why I'm always finding myself in this conundrum of the vitriol that people put out. It it is it's bizarre to me, and in the world I call it the time before because the time before everything's changed. We're not ever going back to that. It's a new space. There's a new species. The whole thing. However, why do people choose vitriol? And why do people choose this just utter, they get triggered and and the hatred that comes forward. And I know there's a lot of platitudes that can be plugged in there. Demons. However, it it is a choice we make and it is something that we can engage with consciously or lucidly by what we put out our output it's like electricity and so in the time before we used to be able to have really great debates really great conversations that didn't break down into ad hominems and and how you're you just can't see it and all all this nastiness that happens you we used to be able to do that we used to be able to be adversaries and then have a beer and now it's like burnt scorched earth everywhere and these are choices people are actually making and not me i i i'm i keep, i'm wide-eyed you i'm wired. wide-eyed yeah. i wake up 
That's the truth. And you know it, Jerry. I know. I'm and kidding. I'm one of those sickening people that I wake up happy every day. I always have. And That's I have too. been down and out in depression. Trust me. I have, I've had a hard life. I've had the rocks. And I think that's why I do wake up happy every day because I come into this experience really seeking the lucidity of it and understanding these core principles that you just laid out beautifully for us. And so that is something I've tested and it's been tried and true. You put out beauty, beauty generally comes back to you. Sometimes there might be a little something in there. You pick up a flower. Sometimes there's a creepy crawly in there, but it's doing its thing as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, and then the real head fuck is like, what if all these asshole people you're interacting with are actually just past versions you. of you? Yes. <laughs> and then you're like, uh, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, don't get Jungian on us. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, no, all these people are just my. But then it's also cool because then you see these like enlightened figures and you're like, oh, yes. I'm on the right path. Yes. I'm getting up well, to there. That's the contrast we need. And that's what I was talking about with you earlier, because I, I did listen to your backstory and there's been, a you know, you had your share of hardships. And I think that that's what's brought this greater level of, uh, well, perspective into your world that is part of what's making you successful now, Tommy. Uh, I, I would like to think, I'd like to hope. Cool. Keep hope alive. Keep it alive. <laughs> so anyway, um, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a great chat. Thanks and, for having uh, Anytime. Would you want to plug your show or anything? Tommy's podcast. It's just Tommy's podcast. It's on Rumble. Bitshoot sucks. Odyssey kind of doesn't really. The most people are on Rumble. So yeah. just keep going to Rumble and maybe I'll get more people. Um, permanently banned from YouTube. Apple won't host my thing. So when the two biggest tech corporations say that it's wrong think that means you know it's a good, <laughs> that means you know it's a fun time so yeah go check it out tommy's podcast on rumble t-o-m-m-y-s yeah put the, i put the link in chat for thank you sir and i will put it on the i think i already have it in the description it'll be in the show notes for the podcast and like i said thank you so much for coming on it's been awesome talking to you and you're welcome to come back anytime I would fucking love to come back. Yes. Was, Thank you, Tommy. Good. This has been a great pleasure, and I really enjoyed getting tits deep with you. I very much did. This is this added to some things that I wasn't getting when I was looking, and um, it is a pleasure. So I hope we have you back. I'd love to have you on my show as well. So may your day be bright and your piss be clear. <laughs> <laughs> i'd love to do y'all show and um maybe one day we can all go hijack a royal caribbean ship and plow it into the side of an Fuck island yeah somewhere count in. me in let count those people know who their true god that's is. right that's right that's baby yeah. i'm not gonna wear a grass skirt i'm wearing silk i'm gonna fucking make up history i'm gonna show my podcast <laughs> library and be like this is the old testament <laughs> the new one starts now fuckers <laughs> and it has begun it has begun <laughs> just smite ye <laughs> guys thank you so much uh, i gotta run you, tommy. okay go tom go thanks take care god and bless god bless thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you uh next time take care bye everyone <laughs>